And now, a bit of romance. Two girls on a quest to find which rom-com is the best. P.S. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Hello and welcome to P.S. I Love Rom-coms, a podcast about partners cheating, chance grocery store meetings, and lovely email greetings. We're your hosts. I'm Mia. And I'm Allie. Now, usually in our podcast, me and I try to answer the question, which rom-com is the best rom-com of all time? And we always try to approach this question with sensitivity, respect, and dignity. But for the month of March, we're feeling a little hectic and a little crazy. We're feeling a little bit of that March madness. Although not for college basketball. This is still a rom-com podcast. <laughs> no, we're feeling like it's time to celebrate one of the most baller rom-com icons of all time. The one and only Meg Ryan. So in the spirit of March Madness, we are pitting all of Meg Ryan's rom-coms up against each other in a tournament bracket for three rounds of Rage and Ryan to see which Meg Ryan rom-com is the best of all time. Because you guys, it is officially now March that's me and my impression of air horns (laughs) now you guys we have a very special guest with us today he's the host of call me by your game podcast a show where guests come on to discuss their favorite video games from their childhood and if his life was a rom-com he'd be a tv weatherman who finds himself reliving the same day over and over again. His predicament drives him to distraction until he sees a way of turning the situation to his advantage by wooing his lovely fellow producer. You guys, it's the one and only Connor McCabe. I wanted to wait for the woos to subside before I (laughs) said hello, but hello. Thank you for uh, the, the very generous introduction and for having me today i'm so excited to be here with a couple of podcast legends oh Oh, connor we're so happy to have you and thank you for thinking we're legends thank you so much for thinking of us in that way connor we like to start off each episode with a little segment called which rom-com hero heroine are you channeling where we equate the experiences we've had this week with a famous rom-com hero or heroine and i can start us off this week i'm channeling sally albright (laughs) from when Harry met Sally. While she's very particular about her food, I am very particular about my food this week, but not because of sort of like a bougie foodie point of view. No, dear listeners, (laughs) I have acid reflux. I am a young woman who has acid reflux, and um, I don't ever do anything about (laughs) it. I'm sorry for laughing. I'm sorry for laughing. (laughs) I just continue to eat all the foods you're supposed to not eat because I'm sorry, the categories are caffeine, alcohol, fried things, spicy things, um, probably sugar. I don't know. All but the good things. Happiness. All the good things. Any good Happiness. thing. Anything. Yeah. I mean, cut her Anything break. that makes it like easier <laughs> to get through the day, I'm not supposed to have. So obviously I for three years was like, okay, I'll just keep on keeping on. Anyways, I finally ordered a book called The Acid Reflex Escape Plan that is a lovely cookbook (laughs) that's just a few years old. 
Um, and so I've just been really making very specific dishes that are boring, but in a good way, if that makes sense to you at all. Um, like I make, I make like a, like a yogurt honey dip, um, for apples. That sounds good. It was so good. Oh, my favorite, my freaking favorite, you guys, is this sort of like disgusting combination of spices to put on popcorn. And I love it. It's two (gasps) tablespoons. What is it? It's two tablespoons brown sugar. Half a teaspoon of cinnamon, one fourth teaspoon (gasps) ground ginger, and then it's supposed to be one fourth allspice, (gasps) but I don't have that, so I put one fourth nutmeg. And I microwave bag of popcorn, I open it, I pour it in, and I shake it up, and it is so good. It is so good, and it makes my tummy feel so good. Do you put butter in there too? I'm not supposed to. I'm technically not supposed to because butter is fat, and you're not supposed to have fat. Oh, fat's the other thing you can't have on. Oh, so you're not supposed to have fat, but oh my, I know. (laughs) Give some girls some butter. Am I right? (laughs) No, but you know what I did is I did use microwave popcorn that already had butter on it because I smart have to good loophole Mia yeah so anyways so so I'm Sally Albright I'm like I'll have my popcorn but I'll have it with a little bit of cinnamon and ginger and and stuff and it's really good oh and then like um yeah I just keep having like pass on fun food to be like no I'm gonna eat these turkey burgers they're really good actually Mm. so anyways that's who I'm channeling Allie who are you channeling um I think that I'm channeling Jennifer her, her last name is Jennifer Cooley is that, a, no, is that an actress? Yeah. Jennifer Coolidge. Wait. I don't familiar. know. Wait. wait tell, tell me what movie it's from. <laughs> He's just not that into you. Oh, Jennifer, Jennifer oh, Goodwin? No. That's that's another Jennifer. <laughs> Who's Jennifer Goodwin? There are two Jennifers in that movie. Oh, Jennifer Connelly. There's Jennifer Goodwin. Connelly. Yes, that's it. Oh, yeah. Connelly. There's like oh, three God. Jennifers in that Thank movie. Thank God. Okay. 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 There's so many. This- yeah, there's Jennifer Aniston, isn't that? Well, yeah. wow, that must have yeah. been such a confusing set. Awful. Um, Awful. Get Jennifer on set. Which one? Bless which you, one? by the way. Thank you. Um, so the yeah. This, so this week I'm channeling Jennifer Connolly. I almost forgot her nice. name again. Um, and from he's just not that into you. She plays the character of Janine. And um, the what she does for the majority of that movie is just decorate her apartment. <laughs> and right now, the most exciting thing that's happened to me all year is that I've moved to uh, an apartment. And just Whoa. to like, yes, very. I moved to a new apartment. Congrats. Thank you so much. In LA, um, and not to dox yes. you, but in yeah, LA, no, cool. in LA, in um, in Glendale. And as you can see from the bare blank walls behind me. I've been very slowly decorating it. Um, and um, it's been bringing me a lot of joy. Like in the past, I've just kind of like decorated places quickly or just like not mm-hmm. even bothered to decorate them because I'm just like, whatever. I, I just like need oh, a totally. place to sleep. But now that I'm spending every waking moment of my life in this, um, in these like two ish rooms, uh, it's like, Wow, I'm gonna really take my time and like, yeah. I found myself spending oh my god two hours. No, I'm not gonna say that. An hour <laughs> and a half looking for oh much better, much better, much better, much better. The perfect, the perfect pillow to tie together the color accents of my room. That's a wow. huge thing. It was like I it's thought I had huge. found it. It was like. It was the right texture. It was the right size. It was the right, very specific colors. I put it in my cart. I had looked for it for an hour and a half. And then oh, no. I was like, mm, no. 
it's not perfect. And, wow. But I had so much fun in that hour and a half looking at pillows and being like, I found it. And then I was like, mm, I don't really want it. I'm going to keep looking because that's what I really enjoy is looking, not actually. Wow. Oh, getting it's the not so like- about the destination. It's about the journey. It is. Yes. It is. Very proud of you. You should feel empowered in this time. <laughs> but yes, so that's who I'm channeling. Nice. Uh, Connor, who were you channeling this week? Oh my goodness. Uh, I, I almost, I saw this on, and a uh, little peek behind the curtain for the listeners, is I, I looked at the email after you sent it, okay. and I was contemplating this, but I feel like I wasn't coming, I felt like I wasn't coming up with a good answer, and I really wanted to spend the time to think about who am I channeling this week. Um, and then I thought about it, and from one of my favorite movies uh, of all time, and and one that I've actually discussed on a different rom-coms podcast, is I feel like I have been channeling uh, Rachel Jansen from, or maybe it's Jensen, from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and this is the Milis, <gasps> Mila Kunis character. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. It is Jansen. Also, who is Milis Kunis? That's what I said. <laughs> um, but I'm feeling her because, like, I've, you know, been going about my life having a good time as much as you can surviving during the last hell of a 12 months. Um, yes. And I've just had a few, uh, like in the movie when uh, Jason Siegel shows up and they like, it seems like they're right for each other and they, but then he, you know, like hooks up with Sarah again, Sarah Marshall, his ex-fiance yes. who they're on yes. the island with and he hooks up with her briefly and then Rachel's like, well... He sort of squanders his opportunity with her Fact. for the time being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have been feeling like that, but with like a couple opportunities I've had recently, mm-hmm. it's been it's um, it's felt like oh this is this opportunity is right for me, or I have been you know on hold for a job and then it <gasps> has fallen through. So that's happened to me a couple times the last couple months. Oh, and oh my god! One happened this week where I was uh, oh. thought I was going to be shooting something. Uh, and that it didn't happen. So feeling one of those, but also she doesn't let anybody get her down. She's just like, you know, this hurts. I'm going to deal with it. It's okay to feel like this, but then I'll move on and I'll be okay. Oh my god! Yes. Gosh. And also just to continue that metaphor. Yes. She does end up with Jason Siegel, but here's yes. what I'll say for you, Connor, in your m- metaphor, there are a lot of Jason Siegels, like, you know, and so if this Needed Jason Siegel, that. you know, ends up going back to his ex-girlfriend or this Jason Siegel goes back to work on his weird musical, there will be another Jason Siegel on your beach, you know? Thank you. And exactly. if it, if you get one Jason Siegel, you can get all the Jason Siegels. You know what I mean? Wow. So there'll be more, there'll be like a flock of Jason Siegels on your beach soon. A flock of yeah. Jason Siegels on our <laughs> exactly. beach. Exactly. Bravo. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. I'll Feeling it with the puns. That. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of movies with Kristen Bell in them, let's introduce our first competitor for this quarterfinal match of March, Magnus. You guys, it's the little-known 2009 rom-com Serious Moonlight. This film was written by Adrian Shelley and directed by Cheryl Hines and brought in a little over 100 
$100,000 worldwide. $100,000? Yes. Which yeah. for, for um, if you're a cinephile, Wait. you'll, or just anyone with common sense, you'll realize that that's not a, <laughs> that's not a lot of money, uh, which is why in our rankings, it is ranked at number eight out of eight Meg Ryan rom-coms. Um, and in this film... The character Louise, played by Meg Ryan, a successful lawyer, wants to jumpstart her failing marriage uh, to Ian, played by Timothy Hutton, and she decides to surprise him at their country cottage. But it quickly discovers she's the one who's being surprised because Ian has decorated the cottage for a romantic weekend with his girlfriend, Sarah, played by Kristen Bell. When Ian proposes getting a divorce, Louise rejects the idea and ties him up so that they can talk things out. So, you guys, from the <laughs> sidelines, we're watching this gameplay in this crazy movie that only made $100,000. Uh, uh, what wow. are our thoughts? Was it any of our first time seeing it? Yes. Probably all of our first time yeah. seeing it. Yes. All around, I an all-around agreement. <laughs> Wait, when I you know, saw this title and the other title that we're going to be discussing today, I thought for sure that when I, you know, I didn't know it off the top of my head, but I was like, if I see this, like the the picture of this movie or the the poster i'll know what it is i that was not the case here i actually didn't uh so no had never heard of it or seen it before and oh boy what a ride yeah um agreed it was my first time seeing this movie i had never heard of it and shocked because meg ryan timothy hutt and Kristen bell justin long bit of a star-studded right? cast here Never rom com icons. Rom com icons. I love indie films. I, I this feels like an indie yeah. film to me. Um, and I, I just <laughs> see it. And you know, while I think overall, while I think this is in the eighth seed for the financial reasons and for some reasons we'll probably get into, I do feel oddly protective over this film because Adrian Shelley wrote and directed the absolutely iconic, amazing film Waitress. Um, that was then yeah. you know, turned into a Broadway musical with a very popular soundtrack by Sarah Barry Ellis. And I adore that movie. And Adrian Shelley is in it and she's fantastic in it. And she uh, she was murdered in 2006. And this movie came out in 2009. So she wrote it. Yeah. And then after she died, her her husband, her widower, produced it. And then, and then they had Cheryl Hines, who was her co-star and waitress, direct it. So I am like... Uh, yes, like mm. uh, it was a it was a very interesting movie. I have a lot of thoughts, but I feel protective in that yeah. like this movie was like made out of such a vulnerable place. So, anyways, that's a lot for yeah. everyone. It's no, that is a lot. I mean, like that it explains a lot. It this definitely <laughs> felt no. I just mean like it explains like why the script. I wonder. Here's what I wonder. I wonder what draft of the script it was. Yep. I wonder if Allie, it was same question. Thank yeah. you. I wonder. This is what I think it was. I think it was an earlier draft of the script. This horrible tragedy happened. Yeah. This writer's friends, actors who admired her, heard this horrible story. Were like, we're going to do this script, even if it's an earlier draft. And we're not um, going to change a, a word. And so that's why we see such big names in a yes. script that seems like at times – like honestly regressive a little bit for like yeah. feminism. Oh, hundred percent. Like, I would be like, I was like, what well, I, that makes so much sense because uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell to our audience, like 
the character that Meg Ryan plays is a crazy older woman and like who's like wants to get her husband back, her cheating husband back. And like the whole time you're thinking, mate, you're fucking Meg Ryan. Yeah. Why do you yeah. want Timothy Hutton, a cheating husband? You could have fucking anybody. You, and here's what I'll say as well. She looks, she looks incredible in this movie. She, so hot. I, she, she looks, she's so fucking hot. Like, Oh, the hair, and so the outfit, I, the body. Not to reduce her to that, but we're just saying not to it's reduce a bit her to that. Odd. But like, and also, and no offense to Timothy Hutton. I hear he's very charismatic. I hear he's absolutely irresistible in real life. Looks like a little like puffy, washed out in this movie. And yeah. not even to mention how yeah. freaking smoking hot mm-hmm. Kristen Bell is in this. So you have like two smoking yes. hot women <sighs> fighting over fighting you know, over a very just a guy, a guy who's you know he's handsome enough. He's, he's, he's handsome char- and he has a job, enough in other things. but like a job. there's but, lots of handsome guys with jobs. And he's you know? really, yeah. the character he plays is so unlikable, so yes. cruel and mean and irredeemable. And we, I don't think we, we're going to discover this, but in the first draft of the script, which is the one they made this out of, she did name that character Timothy Hutton. So yes. that they were like, we got to use him. We oh my god! Gotta, I know we've got other well, options on our plate. Well, but. and we—I have to say—I do feel like the casting was a mistake. And we'll get into this. I do. Feel, I just do feel like they wasn't like the casting didn't quite work. But there was this crazy piece where Timothy Hutton and Meg Ryan starred opposite in a very similar rom com, French Kiss, in which they play an engaged yes. couple, and Timothy Hutton goes to Paris and leaves her for a young French woman. And in this, whoa, they're married, and he's going yes. to Paris and leaving her for a young woman. And I was like. Oh, did that go into the casting? Were they like, oh, this would be fun? Like, same, same. Interesting. Yeah. But I that's have a fun Easter egg. Yeah, it's interesting. So I don't know what that's about, but um First time for you as well, Allie? It's a first time movie. I've seen this movie as well. And um I uh yes, I <laughs> I did well, I mean, that's my main hang up I've already talked about, which is like, I don't I don't buy that these two women are fighting over this guy. That was my main like um, yeah. logic thing because Meg, Meg Ryan's character is like this incredible, intelligent lawyer who could honestly have any man she sets her eyes on. And so um, I don't, I don't buy that. Um, I will say I, I do enjoy like, and, and Mia said this before, she said the word indie film and the reason, and I agree with her, that um what makes it indie is it's like takes place in one location yeah they're um timothy hutton and meg ryan's like kind of um country home and i think that's always fun where uh it almost feels like a play in that way that it's like one location um kind of like 24 hours and um a lot of long monologues totally there's a lot of talking and not a lot of action. And um, the other thing I, I mentioned before, which is like, I don't love the stereotype of like, the fatal attraction stereotype of like, older woman who can't have child is crazy to keep husband and tapes him, literally tapes him to a toilet. Meg Ryan's character tapes Timothy Hutton to a toilet until he agrees to stay married to her. And I... I feel like 
maybe there's a fun way to do that where it's not stereotypical and maybe we would have gotten sure. that in like a, a fifth draft, but in the fourth draft, it was still very much um, kind of stereotypical. Um, Allie, I agree with you so much. I think, I actually think I, th- I had the time to think about this as I watched the movie. I think I know the way to do this movie. So I think the way you do this is that if she does this thing, because my one of my big issues was like, she chooses to not only tie him up, but then she knocks him out a second time and ties him up again and then leaves him time to the toilet for a long time, which I'm like, is this dude? I had so many questions. I'm like, like is his, his legs numb? Is, is he dehydrated? Okay? Yeah. Is his butt okay? Um, is he clean? Truly, like it went that far. So um, I think the way that you could do this is that she still sort of does something like this at the beginning where she has this sort of like nuts reaction to this news and makes a mistake by tying him up or doing something like this, putting him in a position. But then I think what has to happen is that the situation has to change. And by that, I mean, I think she needs to tie him up and something happens where like, this is, it's not going to work in this exact setting, but like they are suddenly stranded somewhere together. And because she did this, then they're stranded. So then they can work stuff out as opposed to her just having to continue to hold him hostage. I think you can get away. What I'm trying to say is you can always get away with a little hostage. But when you go big hostage and double hostage, that's where you get into some weeds. What do you two think about that? Yeah, like a snowstorm. I think you're exactly right. Like, mm. Oh, that's great. great. Like there's yeah. like some kind of snowstorm where they're like trapped together. Where oh, I think you're, I think you're exactly right, Connor, that it should be an outside force trapping them, yeah. not her trapping them. Or she does something that triggers an outside force to trap them. Yes. Um, yeah, like they get exactly. out of her hands. She needs to... Totally. She needs to like be the reason, like make a mistake that causes this thing to happen to put them in this situation where they're together for a long time, but then can't keep compounding that mistake. I think she needs to be like, hey, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened or whatever. So also, by the way, I think we've got a script to work on, my friends. Yes. Uh, Yes. Reimagine this. (laughs) I I agree with you both. I, I think there's so many tweaks that could be made here. I know it's like it's clearly supposed to be a dark comedy and I believe there is a way to do this as a dark comedy, right? It's like I believe there is a way to do this. I appreciated that her knocking him out was so cartoonish. I really liked that and I I would have liked a little more of that sort of cartoonishness in there. I think um, the thing about it that really didn't sit well with me was like, the basicness of her attempts where she was like, I baked you cookies, have a cookie. And it was just like yes. creepy in the, in like basic and standard. Like this is what we think. Women- Made her seem stupid. And she's yeah. a smart woman, which exactly. is why I liked, I liked the ending. I thought the ending was probably the best part. Oh, where I love you that. realize where you realize that like, Oh, because what happens is like, they're stuck in this house. She duct tapes Timothy Hutton to a toilet. And then robbers come and they tie her up too and they knock her out and they threaten them and they steal a bunch of their stuff. And in that very traumatic incident, Timothy Hutton realizes that he still loves her. And then at the end, it reveals kind of, or it hints that she might have hired the robbers to do that and that it was all part of her plan to get him back. Yeah, Which I think is fucking funny and awesome and cool because it makes her smart like i like that yeah like i like a more sociopathic take on her 
Like I like a more like a smart sociopath, like yeah. a smart charismatic sociopath. Who's like, which oh, we love you didn't know who you married. Love. Yeah, like no, I'm as actual psycho, right? It doesn't have to do with like I just snapped because I don't want to be like a 40 year old single woman. Hmm. Um, exactly. Yeah, and I also thought Kristen Bell's character was like um, a caricature of a young mistress as well. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's. I think it's probably an earlier draft. Is that I agree. Um, all right, guys, time to blow our whistles, make some tough calls, and award some points to Sirius Moonlight. Allie, want to quickly go over the scoring system? I would love to. So uh, here are our uh, – here's a long list of rules we have for March Magnus. Zero to ten points can be awarded to the movie for the quality of chemistry between Meg and her fellow romantic lead. Zero to ten points can be awarded to the movie for the quality of Meg Ryan's humor. Zero to five points can be awarded to any hairstyle Meg Ryan showcases – one point will be awarded every time Meg Ryan walks with Spunk. One point will be awarded every time Meg Ryan wears an iconic outfit. Two points will be awarded every time Meg Ryan showcases a quirk. One point will be awarded every time Meg Ryan crinkles her brow. Two points will be awarded every time Meg Ryan works in print media. And two points will be awarded every time Meg Ryan is mean and then feels bad about it. At any time, PSI Love Rom-Coms and their guests can create a new March Magnus rule and award points at their own discretion. And there are two fouls. Two points will be deducted every time Meg Ryan's hair is straight and past her shoulders. And two points will be deducted every time Meg Ryan's romantic interest is slightly less attractive than her or more than a decade older than her. Those are the rules. Allie, do you want to kick us off and let us know where, where you fell in the... In it for serious moonlight in March Magnus. So I think that um, Meg Ryan and Timothy Hutton's chemistry was um, a little bit. I mean, they had some, um, mm-hmm. and um, they were they definitely went from like enemies to lovers kind of a thing. Um, and there were some really nice moments between them. Um, so I would give them, but at the same time. I don't know. Timothy Hutton's character was so like unlikable. So I just gave them a, a slightly better than average. I gave them a six. Um, Cause nice. they, I feel like had some like remnant chemistry too from um, French kiss. French kiss. Um, six uh, for humor. I thought that Meg Ryan was really funny in this. I feel like that's where she got to shine. Oh yeah. Was in her humor. She's so funny. God. I mean, sidebar here looking at, during March Magnus, I've been spending a lot of time on Meg Ryan's IMDb. And I guess something that's upsetting is like seeing her in this movie and seeing how incredible she is. And looking at her IMDb, it's like, God, she should be in more shit. She's yeah. so fucking funny and good and charismatic. And she brought this very um, underdeveloped role and really like gave it her all. And I just feel like with a really fully developed script, she could just fucking nail it. And so I just yeah. wish she was in more stuff. Um, okay. So I would give I because I thought the stuff with the plants were really funny. I thought even she played the like creepy wife really well, even though it's a stereotypical role. I loved her scene with Kristen Bell. She was so funny and like um, manipulative in that scene. So I gave her an eight for humor. I really liked her in. And that um, Quirk, uh, she duct tapes her husband to toilets. Quirk really likes making cookies, so um, points for that. And then um, for brow crinkles, I have one, two, three brow crinkles. 
Um, and, and then, and then hair, I gave, I gave three, I just gave three for her hair. Cause it's, I mean, I lo- I know Meg for a short, funny Bob. I mean, her hair is fucking beautiful. Her hair is so incredible, but, um, it's not the classic Meg Ryan look. So I gave it a three. Um, uh, and then, uh, I just said, wow, so similar to French kiss. <laughs> And then I have her feeling bad a lot about taping him to the toilet. Yeah. So I'll give that four. Four. Okay. Okay. I think that's it. I think that's all I have. Okay, great. So that's um, okay, great. That takes us to a total of 28. I'll go next. Um, Yeah, interesting. Okay. So not too long. Seems like a lot. I have no idea. Uh oh. We'll see what happens. It's a decent amount. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Um, zero to ten. Okay, so for chemistry, I'm, I give them a five because I just thought Timothy Hutton's character was unlikable, and um, their dynamic was like very confusing to me. But I did think in the writing there was like some really interesting truth about the beginning of their relationship and how they were at the wedding. Yeah. Like that, that was like really interesting and compelling to me. Um, I thought yeah. it didn't quite fit <laughs> with like the tone of what was happening in present day, which I do think with some more drafts could have been like really worked out nicely. Yes. But so five for that. Um, the quality of Meg Ryan's humor. Um, I'm going to go with the five only because I love Meg. I think Meg's fantastic. I think in, in this, I think it was like a little, here's what I think. I think Meg Ryan was playing against type, right? Like I think we know her as like quirky cutie, yeah like, neuroses lady and i think that's her like standard personal dynamic so i think this yeah. was like the opposite dynamic that she can tap into but i think like, a mixture of the writing with the directing with the performance felt like it just felt like s- sort of strange and kooky to me and i liked it yeah. but i honestly just kept, the whole time kept thinking like and i feel really bad because it's march magnus but and i love her in so many roles i just kept thinking like cheryl hines would be awesome at this character because I was like, <laughs> Cheryl's got some natural edge that I'm interested in. And so I don't think it was like, yeah. I don't think you can't play against type. I just think I had that in my head the whole time being like, oh, maybe Cheryl was supposed to play this character. And then she ended up directing it or something. Maybe not. Hmm. But um, so, yeah, no, so I, I can be, see that. Right. Where I was like, God, Cheryl would be good here. Um, so she would be five. Good. Um, walk with spunk. Um, yeah, she walked into the house with spunk thinking she was going to get down. Um, and then no, she wasn't, um, iconic outfit too. I loved, it's such a classic, like that tight turtleneck dress up top. It's a classic yes. Brian silhouette. And I like the sexy dress she changes into. Um, yes. Do, 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 do. Showcase is a quirk. Yes. The cookies. I had that down as a quirk. Um, crinkles a brow. I have three. Um, she does not work in print media. Mean and feels bad about it. Yeah, I'm gonna give that two because I saw that as well. And then um, I'm gonna deduct two points for a foul because I do Ooh. think Timothy Hutton is like less attractive than her in this. And that's no offense to Timothy Hutton. I do think Timothy Hutton is like very charming and attractive. I just think in this that she's sort of for the dynamic Agreed. they have set up that yeah. she's like chasing after him, and it's like. I don't it feels know. weird she, right yeah the the, the to be yeah. fair that's like no offense to 97 percent of uh the people in this world make it, ryan's probably more attractive than right? most of is not, that a high number 97 no it's not that's, an insult i think you're right connor and it's not an insult to them it's a compliment to meg and we all have to think about it's it. just the facts 
It's yeah. Just Connor, we're just being factual. All right, time for me to go down my scorecard. So this is fun. And again, you know I love giving peeks behind the curtain for the listener. I didn't <laughs> score this before, so this is going to be on the fly. But yes. I'm confident I can do a good job. Um, so uh, I guess we'll start with uh, what's at the very top. Oh, anytime Meg Ryan walks with Spunk. Or do I want to do – oh, no, chemistry is later. So anytime Meg Ryan walks with Spunk, I definitely remember her – like so, some great scenes of her being enthusiastic. Isn't she like at the grocery store at one point or at some store, like on the phone with someone being like, Oh my gosh, like this is going to be such a good weekend. Gas station. Gas yes. Station. She's and, at the gas station. And while that's not explicitly a walking with spunk moment, there's a lot of spunk there mm-hmm. and a lot of excitement. Mm-hmm. There's spunk so, in the way she wipes those windows. Absolutely. absolutely. So I want to give her a point for that. Uh, and then the obvious, like her walking into the home, great, going from the from the car to the to the cabin. Another point for that, so that's two points there. And then um, third, this is another not walking with Spunk, but there's so much Spunk and and like f- uh, freedom in the way that she approaches who she thinks is her faithful husband uh, <laughs> and her husband who wants to be with her. She's just like so confident and so happy to be there. I'd love to give a third point there. Yes. Um, uh, so those are my spunk. I'll just call those my uh, Connor's spunk moments. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've changed it from a walk. Um, quality of Meg Ryan's hairstyle. You know, I feel like three is fair. Uh, I I feel like I was uh, sort of, I'm probably going to be pointing to your exa- each of your examples since I'm going third, but Allie said something about how like it's good, but it's not like classic. Mm. Like we know there's room not room to grow, but there is room for improvement here. Like we've seen yeah, Meg yeah. at her peak and we know this is not it hair wise. Um, so that's three for me. Quality of chemistry with the other lead. I too, like Allie Jennings here, want to give a six um, because there was more than I think I expected. And as the movie went on, I feel like they locked it in a little better and yeah, I could see yeah. um, these two having actual chemistry. But it, then again, like the hair, it left some to be desired, and I feel like I've seen yeah. her in performances with people where there's been more chemistry. Yeah. This is so, mm-hmm. so six on the chemistry scale. Quality of Meg Ryan's comedy. I'm sort of going to follow fall a little between the two of you, but closer to Allie on this one and give a seven. Oh. Um, there were some moments where I, I, I felt very similar to you two where – some of the most fun parts of this movie for me were Meg Ryan's comedy and the moments where she like really went for it on a joke. I don't know if it was like direction or what, but I specifically wrote down a line. And I think anytime you remember a specific line from someone in any movie, even if, especially if it's, I mean, it doesn't have to just be a comedy. It's like they did a good job. So there's this part where I can't remember if it's at the point where he's already duct taped to the toilet or what, but she's going to go downstairs and do something. I don't know if it's baked cookies. I can't remember the specific thing, but it's not at the end. And she's going to leave. And then she looks at him and she playfully says, don't go anywhere. And I thought it was so funny. I I paused the movie to write down a note at that moment. Um, so she had a couple other moments like that that I was like, don't think I'd always seen her be that. Like she's funny, but not that playful funny. And I really love that. So seven out of 10 for me. On the comedy scale, and um, if she wears an iconic outfit, um, you know, I'll give a I'll give one point here. 
I think her she looks great in her black dress yes. at this like second half of the movie. Amazing. Um, I think her her other outfits were great, but that one really stood out. So I'll give one point. Nice. Um, and then a uh, big quirk. Uh, it receives two points every time a quirk is showcased. I'm just reading off the notes here. Um, that one's that one's hard. So, um. That joke is pretty funny. Let's give her two points for that joke one more time. <laughs> so I'm counting that as my quirk. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Oh, and then there's this part where, um, never mind. That's something totally separate. Oh no, here here it is. She has a photo reel of their relationship and their wedding ready to go, and I gotta give her two points for that quirk that is nuts. <laughs> like to me it felt nuts but then i thought about it and i was like well if i were married maybe i'd have a digital album ready to go and maybe it's not that crazy so uh definitely gonna give him another quirk there crinkles her brow you know i don't know if i remember any times that happened i'll give a zero <laughs> it's very possible <laughs> but uh sorry i didn't track that uh is her job in print media She's a lawyer. Should I be going through this one? They're the same. They're yeah. the same? Yeah. Okay. And so if she had a job in print media, you can give her a point. I, I don't remember what her no. specific job was here, yeah. but she's important. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. She she's like a lawyer. And she, yeah. right? So maybe, so yeah. Even if we have to retroactively address this point, uh, I'm leaving it up to the scorekeepers. And then uh, if she is mean and feel ba feels bad about it, I would give give her three points here because um, I don't think she always feel, feels bad about it, but she's mean enough times to where I feel like she really earned those points. And then, yeah, that that's I think that's going to be all of my points here. Uh, okay. Yeah. There you go, Amazing. Meg. Solid. Incredible, Amazing. incredible. Well, the points are in. But before we announce the final tally, let's introduce our second competitor. This Meg Ryan film is fresher than a bouquet of pencils. It's You've Got Mail. Here are the stats. You've Got Mail came out in 1999, was written by Nora and Delia Efron, and was directed by Nora Efron. It brought in $250 million at the box office. In this film, struggling boutique bookseller Kathleen Kelly, played by Meg Ryan, hates Joe Fox, played by Tom Hanks, the owner of a corporate box books chain store that just moved in across the street. When they unknowingly meet online, however, they begin an intense and anonymous internet romance, oblivious of each other's true identity. Even Joe learns that the enchanting woman he's involved with is actually his business rival. He must now struggle to reconcile his real-life dislike for her with the cyber love he's come to feel. All right. Do we like what we saw on the court? What are our thoughts on this film? Connor, have you seen before? I've, I think I had seen glimpses of this growing up, and then I may this may have been an early quarantine watch mm. at first i thought we were doing sleepless in seattle when i just first read the email and then you know i, I don't get me wrong i did watch the right movie um <laughs> but i had definitely that was like one of the first quarantine movies i watched about a year ago so i was like oh poetic i'm coming back to this but i don't think that was um and <laughs> but i also may have watched it so i've seen it before and i have to say Having seen the first movie, which for all its like craziness and moments where you're like just asking questions about the filmmaking, asking questions about the choices made, it's just wild. I did not think there was a chance that 
I would be as entertained by You've Got Mail just because <laughs> of the fe- the sheer like uh, getting to spectate on what that first movie was. Yeah. Um, but I was so entertained. And <gasps> it was like better than I could have imagined. And I got to say, this is a pretty dang good movie overall. And <gasps> definitely can't wait to rewatch someday. Like it's going to be a special time. Oh my yes. gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I can't wait to, to get hear. into the the details. It's so Ugh. it's and I know we'll do that a little bit up front, but that was just my little brief thesis statement. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh I Allie, love that. Where'd you land? We've talked about this film before on our podcast, and I think I've made it pretty clear that it's like easily one of my top five favorite rom coms of all time. Wow. I watched this movie multiple times a year this is my like i'm sad movie i watch it and i you know it makes me feel better um Mm. and i oh god i love it so much and it's very formulaic um it's based off of a like a very old play that was based off of like an even older play, I think. Or no, it was based off an old movie that was based off an even older play. And so it's like a classic story, but I just, I love it. And I think it's also both like Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks and their freaking prime. Like it's both of them and like a really good time in their careers. And they both shine in this movie. And there are problems with it. Like, um, People talk uh, on our episode. We talked a lot about um, how Joe, like some people can consider Joe Fox's, you know, behavior to be manipulative in the last third act of the movie because he technically knows and is like, people say that like he could be manipulating her because he knows and she doesn't. But I yeah. make the argument that Kathleen Kelly knows that Joe Fox is mm-hmm. her pen pal when he comes to her apartment with the daisies and goes like, don't say something you're going to regret and then beat yourself up about it later. Um, yes. I argue that she knows that that's him there, but yes, God, I fucking love this movie. I could watch it any day, every day. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. I think I've well, also based my wardrobe off of Meg Ryan's wardrobe in this movie. Allie. Yes. I see that 100%. That's one of my iconic yes. outfits. I wrote it down and I said, Allie would love that outfit. I wrote it down. I was like, it's so true. Um, Kathleen Kelly is my fashion idol. Fashion <laughs> idol. You guys, I couldn't agree more. I love this movie. I loved this viewing. Maybe it was the order. You know, maybe it was that I watched Serious Moonlight first. So it also helped yeah. contextualize how amazing of a rom-com this is. Because if we watched it last time, I was like a little more critical. And I was like, yeah, you know what? There are these things happening that like sort of feel manipulative and puppeteery and I don't feel like she's in power the whole time but you guys it was like a sweet sweet bubble bath to watch this this Aww. time I adored it I adored New York I adored their quirkiness I adored Joe Fox I adored the barriers to their love I adored the New York parties love that we're all going to like big oh. beautiful apartments with libraries and caviar and a bar. Mm. Maybe I just like the socializing I saw. I love Mia oh just wants God. to go Patricia. to a party, guys. I just want to go to a party. I just want to go to a city party. That's I love all I Patricia. Want too. Been too long. I, I love Dave Chappelle. I love all the characters yes. in this. I love all the 
the bookstore workers and I love the thing about her mom and it's so sad and it's great. I cried. Did you cry? Did everybody cry? Of course cry? I cried I, no at pressure. the twirling. But I, I always cry at the, twirling. at the twirling again. Oh, it's impossible when not she, to. That's when she sees it in the store when she leaves. Yes. That was hard. You always cry oh, there. And ghost, I always mom. I always get so like fucking chills when Tom Hanks goes, oh, how I wish you yes. would. It's like the most vulnerable oh, yeah. delivery of that line. I always his, just get his the whole goosebumps. speech where it's like, yeah, maybe we'll go get coffee, see a movie for as long as we both shall live. For as long as we both yeah. shall live. Which is like, ah! honestly, like some people might be like, wow, what a fucking bold move to do for your friend to say like, oh, I'm going to say that I want to marry you even though we're just friends and we hang out. But you know why it works? It works because it's Tom Hanks and it's Meg Ryan. That's why it works. Hell That's yeah, it why does. why it works, folks. Uh, this, like, couldn't... There was so much working for this movie, I feel like. Also, it's very easy to be nostalgic about 1998. I yes. mean, Ugh. this... Like, I was imagining... I was like, what was I doing? And I was like, oh, I was in school and playing my Game Boy and just happy. Like, this is pretty yes. good time. And just like, it's strangely, I think... It was before, don't get me wrong, there was a lot of shit that was awful and terrible back then, but it yes. also does feel like a different, more uh, peaceful time, uh, whether yeah. or not that was actually true. Um, you just, nobody knew what was really going on. There's just less yeah. communication happening. So it was, your bubble was like very sturdy. If you were in a bubble, oh, it was sure. a sturdy bubble, <laughs> which, so sturdy. you know. And it's nuts because this movie, I feel like, I mean, it, it's it takes place in the year essentially that it comes out, and you it is also not too dissimilar from the world we're in today. We're in a world where you can communicate with people online and have this sort of like pen pal style relationship. We're also in a world where you know capitalism is like knocking on the door of literally everything, ready to destroy it, just like her business yeah. and. Uh, we're also in a world where finding love is hard, folks. So, yes. like, I just yes. was so impressed with how much that worked um, in this movie, and how much I like was just basking in the. It was, it was the, it was set at the perfect time for me to like fall in love with it. So, gosh, yeah. and yeah, I Hanks see. and Meg Ryan, like they've they've already been on top by the time this movie comes out, and they just fucking each pitch borderline perfect game maybe it's just a no hitter maybe they walked a batter or two but they they were lights out yeah they're just having fun that's my baseball there. reference uh for the show um Thank it's basketball you. though connor march so, madness sorry. but it's so getting it. the shot <laughs> we love we appreciate any sports metaphors here on the show because um uh, not to speak for Mia, but for myself, I am less first in sports. So thank you for any sports metaphors that you bring. They are appreciated. We've got a sports rom-com to have you watch at some point. So we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> Amazing. Well, now that we've talked Meg performance and we talked our sports, guys, it's time to blow our whistles, make some tough calls, and award some points to You've Got Mail. Allie, how many points did you tally? Oh, a lot. Um, okay, <laughs> so get ready Listeners, buckle your seatbelts, clutch your pearls, because I'm giving this couple chemistry a fucking 10. Oh. I've given them a fucking 10. Um, yeah, children, plug your ears, because it's a fucking 10 for the chemistry. Okay, great. 
Um, what uh, sense of humor? You know, Kathleen Kelly. It's interesting. This was like we've seen Meg be really, really funny. Like I think Meg Ryan's so funny in Joe versus Volcano. It, with Kathleen Kelly, it's definitely she's like cute, funny. Where she's like, oh, she's like so cute. Um, but yeah. um, I uh, so I would give it. I would give her. I'm trying to think of like. Nah, I, I give her like a seven and I'm being generous because I fucking love this movie. So I'm going to give her a seven. I love this movie outfits. Oh my God. Okay. Oh um, my she, she, I, she wears a sweater vest guys. I bought sweater vests because Meg Ryan wears sweater vests in this movie. So one wow. point for her sweater vest, one point for her white shirt with the lilac cardigan, one for the black turtleneck, one for the gray dress um, with the black turtleneck underneath, a look that I have replicated um, and I wear for <laughs> holidays. Um, tan sweater, tan skirt, her pajamas that are like um, very cute. Uh, slacks. She wears really good slacks in her final gray dress. Amazing slacks. So wow. that's one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight points for clothes. Oh Means God. and then feels bad about it. This happens one, two, three, four times. It all it happens so often that um they, they even make like a point about it in the movie where um it's like I I say you say exactly what you want to say. It's mean, it's perfect, but you feel bad about it. Um quirk. I said the fact that she twirls with her mom is kind of quirky. And the fact that she has a, <laughs> a handkerchief is kind of quirky. Yes. Um, uh, she brow crinkle. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine brow crinkles. Dang. And they're their beautiful, like Meg Ryan single crinkle brow crinkle. Um, works in print media, two points quirky walk i can i had three times she walked with spunk hair five yeah five for hair i think Sorry, that's can we get that again five <laughs> it's perfect hair god that's those are my points wow oh my gosh amazing okay give me one moment good luck mia <laughs> I'm so sorry. I did not count that. I was so good before, no, and I would it. count them I up. It. But this, I got it. I got it. Okay, great. That's bless 48. you. Forty-eight. Okay, I will go next. So I counted two big quirks. We had the handkerchief quirk, of course. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, a lady using embroidered handkerchiefs for mucus. What? And then I had it down that it's a quirk that she rereads Pride and Prejudice so much. Although myself and honestly a large number of my friends do the very same thing. I think we're a little quirky. Um, it's quirky to read the same <laughs> books. Um, outfits. Oh, my gosh. All right. I had the collar and sweater vest. I had the turtleneck button sweater. Oh, gosh. She's wearing like a turtleneck with this like beautiful kooky sweater <sighs> with wooden buttons. I had the dress and the oh. turtleneck. Gorgeous. Gorgeous in all caps. And then I had the beige sweater with the beige cardigan, of course. So that's mm, four. Very good. Wow. Counted seven crinkles. Crinkles all day long in this film. Absolute mm -hmm. five for hair. Hair was phenomenal. I counted two walking with spunks. 
I counted two is mean than feels bad. Um, I also gave the chemistry a 10 because I thought it was amazing. I gave the quality so good. of the comedy. Quality, yeah, amazing. Quality of the comedy, a nine because it deserves it. Hell yeah. Um, oh, two for print media. Two for print media. Um, and I will be invoking my new rule, which is a point for traveling, which is where which is where Meg Ryan reverses opinions very quickly. Point for traveling because she reverses opinions on the bookstore and Joe Fox so many times. Travel Meg Ryan. He's bad. I don't like him. I like Greg Kinnear. I like Joe Fox. Um, so that will be mine, which is 15, 20, 24, 34. 45 47 <laughs> wow uh connor oh my gosh uh anytime meg uh, let's let's start at the top anytime meg ryan walks with spunk um i remember specifically i only remember one time where she does this although i'm sure it happens several and but that one time i remember just thinking how spunky i thought that walk was so i'll just <laughs> give her Give her a solid three on that one because nice. I don't remember specifically enough, but the one I saw was so impactful. Nice. Uh, the quality of Meg Ryan's hairstyle. Allie, would you take it away for me? Five. It's five. <laughs> Thank you, Allie. Uh, absolutely. I couldn't have said it. Literally couldn't have said it better myself. That's why I asked <laughs> you to do it. Um, quality of chemistry with the other lead. I was tempted to give this a nine with Tom Hanks, but then I thought about it and I was, I'm like hard pressed to remember a different like couple in any movie I've ever watched that have had better chemistry. It's they probably wow. exist. I'm sure I could find them, but oh boy, do they just knock it out of the park. So I'll give them a 10 as well. <gasps> Amazing. Um, quality Perfect of Meg Ryan's comedy. You know, yeah. Uh, the quality of Meg Ryan's comedy. I also f- I'm going to fall between the two of you on this one. And give her about a seven. Kind of like Allie, I think it's buoyed by just how lights out the rest of her performances. Um, I would make another sports metaphor, but I'm trying to be a different person now. Um, (laughs) And then uh, iconic outfits. I just Googled Meg Ryan, you've got mail. And my, this is unfortunately not something I was thinking about while I was watching it last night. Because now I can't see anything else. Her outfits are just stellar. (laughs) <laughs> like it's i mean honestly i'm just gonna give her did the pajamas are one i don't know if we talked about those maybe we did but the pajamas the suit incredible um <laughs> i'm seeing a good collar over a like a cardigan vest thing uh yes. i mean i just got to give her at least six at least a six here yeah because yeah, i'm seeing really. more than six outfits here that i'm like dang she's crushing it with these outfits yeah. mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. anytime she has a big quirk uh i will i mean she's quirky throughout this movie um but i guess i should think of the specific moments that i remember where she really knocks it out of the park um let's give her i again i'm so sorry i don't have them specific oh she you know what she does this is really quirky and cute uh after she finds out that she's told by tom hanks's uh i guess his Who's the little girl to him? It's his dad's his aunt. daughter. So his, his aunt. His aunt. Yeah. So it's his grandpa's daughter. Okay. Yeah. So he tells her that, and then she's like, "Oh, who who, who am I to guess you are? His uncle?" 
that was really funny. Really quirky, clever. She's playing <laughs> along with a joke. She's clearly like dialed into this conversation. She's not just paying attention and listening to this guy and these kids. You can tell she's interested, but <laughs> she is also responding. Uh, and honestly, I got to say, she's on her flirt game. She really crushes it here. <laughs> so definitely two points for that moment. Um, two, this is a thought I had, which I did not have in Serious Moonlight. She reminds me so much of Kristen Wiig in this movie. Like, if, I feel like if when, when Kristen oh, Wiig leans into um, her more rom-com style Meg Ryan-esque moments, the two aren't all that different. Uh they're, they are different as performers in general. but So I want to give her two just for reminding me of Kristen Wiig, the quirkiest <laughs> person on the planet. I love um, that rule. <laughs> so those are my two. There are there – are, oh, you know what? Sorry. The handkerchief because that made it feel like this movie was from like 1966 where she's explaining what like uh, uh, the telegraph is, but she's explaining what <laughs> this handkerchief is. So, so yeah, that's my, that's my third quirk that I'd love to award points to. Anytime she crinkles her brow, I remember that happening at least uh, four times. So I'd love to give her four points for those. And you were talking about the specificity of it earlier. It is really like this. The way she does it in this movie is like she's kind of annoyed at Tom Hanks, but also is like totally into him. And I feel like we've all that maybe we've all when interacting with someone we're attracted to or into have seen that sort of moment happen where they're like, stop. But like, you know, it's going great. <laughs> Gotta give her points for those. So I'll just give her a g- general, I think, four is what I said. Um, <laughs> print media definitely counts. I want to give her two points, though, because she's working for her own uh, family-owned bookstore. It's a small, oh, small business. So instead of just the normal one, I do want to give her a second point. Um, anytime she's bad and feels bad, if she's mean and feels bad about it. Um, what What score? Can I look at your papers and see what scores did you two give that one? I'm just I cheating. I'm asking I think for I gave it answer, basically. Oh, I gave it two. points. Six and two. Let's give her uh, a crisp three. Um, thank you. I don't know why I decided on that after you told me six and two, but I did. Um, and then here's the point. I want to give her three points for the following moment. It can be very difficult when you're in a relationship that you're clearly not digging to to uh, act honestly and act upon your feelings and also expressing those feelings are, can be even more difficult. So when her and Greg Kinnear, when he's basically dumping her and they go to the coffee shop and she's just like, finally, I know it took him sort of being honest with her to do that, but I still want to give her points for being honest with herself and with yeah. him and being like, you yeah. know what? This doesn't work for, this isn't working for me. I'm not happy in this. You're not happy? Great. This is this works out perfectly, so I want to give her. Uh, I think I said three points for that because for bravery, yeah. basically. So oh, I, I feel that. like I'm Dumbledore at the end of the semester, and I'm like, <laughs> well, bravery of uh, Meg Ryan, th- three points to Gryffindor. Um, uh, and that'll I think I went over all the categories, so that will conclude uh, my point uh, distribution. Excellent. All right. After tallying up Serious Moonlight and you've got mail, here are the final scores. Serious Moonlight comes out with 67 points and you've got mail comes out with 144 points. Wow. Woo! 
our winner for this quarterfinal is You've Got Mail. <gasps> woo woo! Wow, wow, wow. What an excellent game. What an excellent discussion. And you guys, that is going to wrap up this round of March Magnus. Connor, thank you so much for your sportsmanlike conduct and for being on the pod. Thank you so much. This was an absolute joy. Uh, this is a great show. I've listened to it before, and it was uh, cool to be on it. So thank you both for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you for being on it. Um, now, Connor, do you have any social media things to promote or important romance advice for our listeners? Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, you can follow me, if you'd like to, on Twitter and Instagram at Connor underscore McCabe. My first name is E-R, so C-O-N-N-E-R. Because I need those follows, folks. Uh, and then I have a podcast that Allie talked about up uh, up top called Call Me By Your Game, where I have a guest on to talk about a special video game from their past. Mia has been a guest before talking about SpongeBob SquarePants and Revenge of the Flying Dutchman. Allie, I don't know if there's a game from your past that's special to you, but if there is, you should. I should. I'll hit you up after, and we can see if you'd like to come on the show. Oh my gosh, um, I would love to. Dream come true. I freaking knew this was going to work out. And yeah. then. Uh, as far as romance advice, I'm probably not the best person to ask for that. Uh, so I will defer, as it, which is something you can do in sports. You can defer. I'll do that. <laughs> we'll take sports advice, and that's a good bit right there. Great. Guys, if you don't want to answer a question or kick a ball, you can defer. uh well you guys thank you for listening to the podcast we have a new episode out every week and remember to subscribe and rate we are brought to you by campfire media and p.s i love rom-coms i love rom-coms Imagine a podcast. Now, imagine a musical. Now, imagine the two of them made one million babies. Well, you don't have to imagine it, because it's real, and it has a name. One Million Musicals. Each month, we bring you a brand new, original podcast musical featuring talent from across Broadway, films, and TV. You'll hear tales of spooky ghosts, Wild West shootouts, adventures on the high seas, and much, much more. One million musicals. Only a few hundred thousand to go. A Campfire Media Podcast. Campfire.